Welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. I'm going to open with a word of prayer. Good, I petition that you open the minds of the brothers and sisters where they're able to use 100% of their mind in deciphering out Bible scriptures and Bible meanings. I pray give them that ability and give them the strength to endure the strength to go through the day-to-day -day hardships that we have to go through. I pray this and for their blessings and that you direct their footsteps. In the name of Yeshua, amen. <clears throat> Exodus 24 verse 12 tells us, I will give you my Torah and mitzvah on stone tablets for the children of Israel to follow and obey. That's what he gave them the law for. For them to know the difference between right and wrong, or what's required of themselves. At Exodus chapter 31, verse 18, it says, Good gives Moshe two tablets of testimony inscribed by the fingers of God. So God personally took time out to write down his law and give it to them on two stone tablets, the children of Israel. This was for them to know the mitzvahs, rules, and regulations, and obey them. At Joshua, at uh, Exodus 32:15, Moshe left the mountain with two tablets of testimony. This was before breaking them when they found out the people were worshiping false gods. But yet he left the mountain with the tablets, and these were the tablets inscribed by the fingers of God. Testimony of what there was required of the children of Israel. At Joshua chapter 8, verse 31, it says, Written in the Torah was a law for the children of Israel to build an altar. So they were given one uh, law that was to build an altar for communication with the Creator, for them to be able to get the lowdown on what was required. Uh, in specific cases that uh, the law, the Torah didn't touch on, they would go to the Creator and ask Him what to do about the problems. It says that uh, Deuteronomy 29, verse 21, For the wicked He will bring all the plagues of the covenant written in the Torah for those children of Israel. So He will do likewise today. So even today, the Creator's... Uh, when he cuts you loose, he doesn't touch you or plague you, but when he cuts you loose, the plagues, he cuts you loose, and the what is was not going to happen happens, the bad happens. So the Creator doesn't plague us, he just cuts us free from his protection, and these plagues come about and happen. At Joshua 26, 23, verse 6, says, We should keep doing what is written in the Torah, our Bible, and do not stray from it to the right or to the left. So we want to obey the Torah, our Bible, and not stray from the meaning of it, nor from the interpretation, the true interpretation of it. We don't want to stray from it to the right or to the left, but we want to stay on a straight course straight course, a straight path. At Joshua 1, 
chapter 8, it says, Keep this book of the Torah or Bible on your lips and meditate on it day and night so that you will not care to act according to so that you will so that you will care to act according to everything written in it. These scriptures alone show the importance of obeying God's laws, rules, and regulations concerning the heart and sin within it. So we have written down for us the Bible, which started out as the Torah. And this is written down for us to be able to fight the sins that are within the heart and to return to a state of perfection. So this is what we struggle to do every day as Christians, is to maintain a perfect life or life of perfection and not wrongdoings. All right, that is it for my sermon. Now going to the Bible reading. And it says at Joshua chapter 21, Then the leaders of the ancestral clans of the Levium approached Elijah to Kohan, Yeshua the son, son of Nun, and the leaders of the ancestral clans of the tribe of the people of Israel. It was at Shiloh in the land of Canaan that they spoke to them. They said, Good order through Moshe that we be given cities to live in with the surrounding open land for our livestock. So out of their inheritance, the people of Israel gave the Levium the following cities with the surrounding open land. The lot came out for the families of Katai, the descendants of Ahor and the Kohan, who were of the Levium received by lot 13 cities for the, from the tribes of Judah, Shimon, and Benjamin. The rest of the descendants of Kat received by lot Ten cities from the families of the tribes of Ephraim and Dan, and the half-tribe of Anath. The descendants of Gershon received by Lot thirteen cities from the families of the tribes of Yashakar, Asher, Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Anath in Bashan. The descendants of Merari, according to their families, received twelve cities from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. The people of Israel gave by lot to Labium these cities for surrounding open land as good had ordered. They gave from the tribe of the descendants of Judah, from the tribe of the descendants of Shimeon, here mentioned by name. There were the descendants Yeah, I think we've covered that. So we're at chapter 22. It says, Then Yahshua called Reuben, the Gadai, and the half-tribe of Nanas, and said to them, You have done everything Moshe, the servant of good, ordered you to do, and heeded what I said in all orders I gave you. <clears throat> all this time you have not abandoned your kinsmen, but have obeyed your commissions. As good your God ordered. Now good your God has given rest to your kinsmen, as he told them he would. So too, return to the, your tents in the land which your possession, which Moshe the servant of good gave you beyond the Arden. 
Only take great care to obey the mitzvah and the Torah which Moses, the servant of good, gave you. To love good your God, follow all his ways, observe his mitzvah, cling to him and serve him with all your heart and being. Then Yahshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their tents. To one half tribe of Manash, Moshe had given an inheritance in Bashan. But to the other half, Yoshi gave among their kinsmen on the west side of the Arden. When Yeshua sent them away to their tents, he blessed them, saying, Return with great riches to your tents, with very much livestock, with silver, gold, bronze, iron, and with great quantities of clothing. Share the spoil of your enemies with your kinsmen. So the descendants of Reuben, the descendants of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, returned. They left the people of Israel in Shiloh, in the land of Canaan, to go to the land of Gilead, to the land there they were to possess, and which they had already did possess, according to the order of good through Moshe. When the descendants of Reuben, the descendants of Gad, and the half-tribe arrived in the area of the land of Canaan near the Yarden, they built an altar there by the Yarden. A large, impressive altar, the people of Israel heard of it and said, Look, the descendants of Reuben, the descendants of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh have built an altar by the frontier of the land of Canaan, an area by the Yarden on the side that belongs to the people of Israel. <clears throat> when the people of Israel heard of it, the entire community of Israel gathered together in Shiloh to wage war against them. The people of Israel sent Pinchas, the son of Elisha, the Kohan, into the land of Gilead to the descendants of Reuben, the descendants of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. With him were ten leaders, on one leader on, of an ancestral clan for each of the tribes of Israel. Each one was a head of his ancestral clan among the thousands of Israel. They came to the descendants of Reuben, the descendants of Gad, the half-tribe Manasseh in the land of Gilad, and spoke with them. They said, Here's what the whole community of Adonai is saying. What is this treachery that you have committed against the God of Israel, turning away today from following good, and that you have built yourselves an altar, thus rebelling today against good? Is the guilt we incurred at Peor not enough for us? We haven't cleansed ourselves from it to this day, even though a plague came on the community of good. Is this why you have to turn away today from following good? If you rebel against good today, he will be angry tomorrow with the whole community of Israel. If the land you have taken possession of is unclean, then cross back over into the land which belongs to good, where the tabernacle of good is located, and take a possession among us. But don't rebel against good and don't rebel against us by building yourselves an altar other than the altar of good our God. Didn't Achan, the son of Zorah, commit a sin in regard to the two things set aside for destruction? And God's anger fell on the whole community of Israel. He was not the only one who died for his crime. <clears throat> 
Then the descendants of Reuben and the descendants of Gad and the half-tribe Manasseh answered the leaders of the thousands of Israel, The mighty one God is good. He knows and Israel will know. If we acted in rebellion or treachery against good, don't vindicate us today. We haven't built an altar in order to turn away from following good or to offer it, offer on it burnt offerings, grain offerings, or sacrifices as peace offering. If we have, let good himself require us to atone for it. Rather, we did this out of anxiety because we thought, Sometime in the future, your descendants might say to our descendants, you don't have anything to do with good, the God of Israel, because good made the yard and the border between us and you, so the descendants of Reuben and Gad have no share in good. <clears throat> in this way, your descendants could make our descendants stop fearing good. So we said, let us now make preparation and build ourselves an altar, not for burnt offering or sacrifices, but as a witness between us and you and between our generation who will come after us, so that we may perform the service for good in his presence with our burnt offerings, sacrifices, and peace offerings, so that your descendants will not say to our descendants at some future time, you have no share in good, for this reason we said, when they accuse us or future generations in this way, we will say, look, here is a replica of the altar of good which our ancestors made, not for burnt offerings or sacrifices, but as a witness between us and you. For be it from us that we should rebel against good and turn away today from following good by building an altar for burnt offerings, grain offerings or sacrifices. Other than the altar of good, our God, which stands in front of his tabernacle. When Pinchas, the Kohan, and the leaders of the community, the heads of thousands of Israel who were with him, heard what the descendants of Reuben, the descendants of Gad, the descendants of Anash said, it test satisfied them. Pinchas, the son of Elijah, the Kohan, said to the descendants of, of Reuben, the descendants of God and the descendants of Manasseh, today we know good is here with us because you have not committed this treasonous act against good. Now you have saved the people of Israel from the anger of good. <clears throat> so Pengaz, the son of Elisha, the Kohan, and the leaders returned from descendants of Reuben, Gad, and from the land of Gilead to the land of Kenan, and the people of Israel bring word back to them. What they said satisfied the people of Israel. The people of Israel blessed God and said no more about going to wage war against the descendants of Reuben and Gad, destroying the land where they lived. The descendants of Reuben and Gad called the altar Ed, a witness between us and good, our God. That's it. <clears throat>